Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 25th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the fourth episode of part of my partnership with The Avail List, you know, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent of you know, people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry. So over the next few months, I'll be highlighting their top talent in hopes of helping them land jobs too. So for this episode, we have Shabazz Larkin, who most recently was a freelance creative director at Confidant in Nashville, and is part of the June spotlight at the Availist. You know, Shabazz, what's up, ma'am? What is up? It's me, and you got my son, too. Hey! What's his name? <laughs> this is Royal. What's up? Shout out to Royal. He's listening in to his dad. I love it. Maybe uh, start off by just telling everyone how you've been dealing, you know, with this pandemic, where you're quarantining, how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Yeah, man, I've been, you know, I'm, uh, like you said, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, we've, we've been taking the quarantine pretty seriously. So we're in the house, we've got a very special routine, and I don't, I don't really have a place to work anymore, so, because so, my son just comes and takes it. So it's, it's all his space, no, <laughs> But uh, we're in my studio now, which I'm, I'm very grateful the weather is dope. So I'm able to come out here and sort of spend a lot of time. I've been painting, been painting. This is yeah, awesome. all, all around, paintings all around. Uh, so this is, my, this is my space and how I've been spending my quarantine. Yeah, and you're a, an art director, you know, creative director. So it makes sense, you know, love the painting behind you. And I'm sure you know, many others, but maybe tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and then maybe where you've worked as well you know i actually started as an art director but i i, I don't really I, I, you know I, I don't really get to art direct that often anymore um i think that uh i, I realized that there was much uh more talented designers and art directors in the world uh so uh, i can and i do um uh you know when i started my career that's when i started as an art director uh, but um, as I kind of grew on and started working more with agencies and brands um, and working sort of solo, uh, it seemed that there, there was more of a need for me as a writer. Uh, so um, that, that's been sort of a long kind of career long transition and uh, kind of a kind of a fun, oh man, I'm sorry, I make my computers making noises. Oh, um yeah so <clears throat> yeah that's that's sort of been my 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 i forgot what you asked me you asked me like who am i right like who you tell you are, about myself. where you worked you know whatever whatever you want to talk about this is your platform well, well you know i'm a freelancer so i've worked at you know i've worked at all the agencies all of them you know you name them i've worked at it's not true not all of them but a lot of them i've looked at uh, all the big ones, you know, before being in Nashville, I lived in New York for 10 years. And before that I was in Seattle. Um, before that I was in Oregon. And, uh, you know, um, so I've kind of worked at agencies all over the, uh, all across the States and even, in the, even a few in the UK. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I sort of built a career that's probably a little bit different than, than most. Um, I, I think that uh, really quickly in the industry, I learned that it was, it was uh, 
that I like to sort of write and I like to art direct. And so, um, you know, I kind of settled into a space. Um, I was working at JWT for many years and I quit that to sort of go into making films. And I did that for a while. But every time you sort of... And, and so I, um, I, I started to, you know, work when, when brands and agencies hire me, they kind of hire me to do, you know, sort of play both roles, which is awesome because uh, what's great is that, uh, you know, I'm, um, it's probably easier to kind of hire me and probably, probably cheaper to hire one of me instead of two of me. Two. Uh, yeah, two of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for the repeat. Uh, and so I kind of, I, I really love, enjoy that. And I, I love working with teams as well. Um, you know, um, you know, my best experiences is when I get to work with a team again. Um, but you know, a lot of people, it's hard for some people being from Nashville, Tennessee, but we're in a new world. We're That's in a new world. Everybody's working from home. So maybe it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Right. So, I think for sure. Can work anywhere now. But I, but, but I also sort of uh, work in a lot of different mediums as well. Um, you know, when I, when I quit advertising about eight years ago, I started making films and I started making children's books. Um, so now um, I also work as an illustrator and sometimes even an anim I just got finished animating something for a client that won't allow me to mention their name. <laughs> That's great. And NDA, NDA, NDA. Uh, but did I say it all? I do too many things. That's what I should have just said. That I do too many things. No, that's a good problem to have for sure. Especially in the, in, you know in this industry, the more hats you wear, the better. So you know that's definitely important. And you can just tell by everything you were saying, you can you know help out in, in a lot of different facets, and you could also do them all on your own. So I think that's really important. What you know you touched on working at a ton of agencies. What are some of the clients you've worked on? Uh, well, um, all of them. <laughs> no, I mean, I spent a long time working on, you know, when I was com coming up, uh, working on brand, like a lot of, did a lot of uh, like brands like Smirnoff. Um, I spent a, a lot of years. I, I probably gained a lot of experience working on Smirnoff. And that was sort of a, you know, global kind of account working on I did a lot of Microsoft work it's been a long time since I've done Microsoft work but uh, you know back when Bing was a thing remember when Bing was a cool brand had it had a moment it had a good moment for those that remember for those that don't I'm just completely dating myself uh, so I worked on that for a while uh, and, you know sort of as part of the launch of that um, at two different agencies actually uh, and then, and then there was a while where I, I served as the creative director for Sean Combs and all over all his brands. So uh, I helped him launch a brand called Delion Tequila, which was a baby of mine. And it was sort of at the infancy of like Instagram and where social media was going. So uh, that's also when I started directing commercials because I got to direct these like 15 second films. Uh, that uh, back when Instagram was only 15 seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was really beautiful. And we launched that sort of on the backs 
of social media alone. And so, uh, you know, highest grossing, best launched uh, ever to be launched off the backs of social media. Um, and it was like my kind of also my introduction to like what it means to lead a social influencer campaign. So instead of instead of buying media on, you know, TV or whatever it may be, uh, we launched a brand just by building a really strong network of influencers and uh, cool kids, as I like to call them. Um, and it was a very interesting, we spent, we bought one spot, which was the, the, the finale of Mad Men, uh, as it was sort of my, um, uh, kind of wink and nod to the old dead business of advertising. Uh, oh, look, my wife's coming and join us too. <laughs> Family uh, fair, I love it. Uh, yeah, so that was sort of a wink and nod to the old dead business of advertising that I put the one spot that we bought for that campaign was uh, the season finale of Mad Men. So that's great. great. I love that you called those the 15 second spots films, not commercials. <laughs> that's what they truly are. So I respect that. What are you looking for in your next role? Uh, well, um, my next role, I'm, I'm hoping that someone calls me up who's looking for um, an animator, an illustrator, uh, because I love to do that. Um, and I love that, you know, I actually, I, I sort of, I, I think that right now that people are learning that productions are very difficult and it's hard to sort of pull off these, you know, these big productions in the way that we used to. Um, and, and, and even so those like kind of middle-sized productions um, are, are really hard. And so I, I think that, you know, you can, you can sort of come out with uh, a more interesting product uh, if it was animated. And I, I love the idea of sort of concepting, you know, conceptualizing something from beginning to soup to nuts. Um, um, I've only done it a few times, so I, I can't pretend like I've got like some long reel. Right. Uh, but as productions get more complicated, I think that uh, uh, animations um, are going to become, we're going to have a lot of animations this year on TV. So, um, and they've already started to roll in. Uh, I also think, I also hope somebody calls me for, um, you know, something that deserve, that needs a voice. Um, though I started as an art director, you know, um, as a writer, I've really kind of, I kind of have a very, uh, take a very inspirational uh, tone to my work. And that really is set for the times. You know, I've never been a funny, like the guy that writes a bunch of jokes. I'm not, I'm not the guy that ought to be writing for Saturday Night Live. Uh, you know, I started um, my writing career as a poet. And so like my, my background like comes when I was a kid, I, I used to tour the, the slam poetry circuit. Um, actually, you know, in the black community, we don't even call it slam poetry. We just call them like open mic poetry sessions. We weren't competing. You know, the competition was there, but we was, there was no awards for it uh, where I'm from. And so, uh, but, but, but my, that really shows off in, in the kind of work that I do. And I got to do that last year 
for Sony Alpha, I got to kind of create like this big kind of call for creatives. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I got to do that for Birchbox. Uh, we created a poem that highlighted, you know, um, you know, highlighted the people. Uh, so that's the kind of stuff I like. So if you want to call me, call me for some illustration, call me for animation, call me to write a poem, call me to write a script that's going to inspire the people. I love it, especially uh, knowing your tone of voice, knowing what you want to do. I think that's super important. And I think you know, hopefully whoever's listening to you and if they reach out to you, it's for, for those things and lets you, you know, stretch your muscles, whether it's, you know, more, you know, commercial based for, you know, writing or also, you know, animating. I think that's super cool too. That kind of leads into, you know, maybe what are some of your, your best qualities? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I mean, like, you know, I've always been a person, you know, the kind of work that I work on a lot, uh, more than any, I've really kind of like to work with a lot of social impact clients. Um, and so anywhere from Bill Gates, Merck from others, um, um, you know, uh, even even brands that aren't really sort of social impact at its core, I like to find what's inspirational about you, um, and, and bring that voice out. Um, I think that brands are not toys. We, brands might sell a toy, but a brand is not a toy. A brand, um, it uh, it only stands for something if it stands for people, right? And so right now the world is asking for brands to stand for people, right? Some brands are running for people. Some brands will sing songs for people. Uh, but, but every brand's got something to do for the people. And, uh, and that's sort of my heart. Uh, and, and I like to help brands sort of find that voice. Uh, so, and that's my, that's, that's absolutely my strength and why I'm, you know, the only reason why I'm brought to the table. Yeah, I, I love that. And especially now, you know, kind of what we were talking about, finding your voice and staying true to your voice, I think now more than ever is true. You know, the next question is, you know, what's your favorite project that you've worked on? But maybe quickly before that, I think, you know, if I saw correctly in your LinkedIn bio, the Bill Gates, you know, foundation is one of your longest clients. And you just brought that up quickly. Maybe if you want to talk about what you do for them and then if that pivots into your favorite project that you've worked yeah, on. Yeah, no, actually, you nailed it. That is, that is my favorite project. You know, I think that the work that uh, Mr. Gates has done over the years uh, around the world is, you know, is amazing. Not, I'm not talking about IBM, I'm talking about his philanthropic work, uh, specifically with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, I, um, you know, I, um, um, I think that that work is uh, a lot of fun. And I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> talk about what's your involvement in it. You know, you bring it to life. Don't talk about, of course, what the ideas are and, you know, how that happens. But you're, you know, part of a team that, that works with them to bring, you know, whatever ideas to life. So, so when, I was, when I was working at a small agency in Seattle called Creature, we actually built uh, Bill Gates' first, like, personal website. And, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just kind of stayed friends with all those people and they still call me up and they, 
they get me to like make things for them sometimes. And uh, that is absolutely my favorite thing to do. And, and mostly because I know that the work that, that we're doing is um, saving lives, you know, these lives of mothers, um, the lives of um, all kinds of people, you know. Uh, the next to that, probably I would talk about the work that I did with the Obama Foundation, uh, where I, when he came left out of office, I was working at an agency called Matter Unlimited in New York City. And he, um, he, his very first initiative out, out of office, he wanted to do something to support uh, young men of color. Right, and, and uh, we expanded that to young men and women of color, uh, but uh, that was, that was uh, one of, you know, the kind of work that I love because it means something. Anytime it means something, it's doing something that makes the world a better place. Uh, I love to work on that, you know, so. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, that goes for me too, and I'm sure for most creators, once you're passionate about something and find, you know, something that could help give back, you know, those, those stories bring out the best in you and in other creatives. Maybe tell everyone quickly about the studio you're sitting in, about the Larkin, you know, art and co company, about, you know, what all of that is that you do outside of kind of the advertising world, but in your art studio. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So outside of the advertising world, I, I make art myself. This is one of my paintings. That's another one down there. There's a whole bunch more over there. This is where I paint. I'm a painter. I also write children's books. So this is a children's books. I actually just got permission by the, the forest, National Forest, to write a children's book for the National, two children's books for the National Forest, which is a very fun project. Uh, so that should be coming out soon. But, you know, these are, these are this is my little, little baby of a product, project. And um, I write all kinds of children's books. But, but also the Larkin Art and Company is a company that my wife and I started that sort of makes products to help bring um, joy to the world, specifically uh, for people of color. So we're making, we've, we just made a, uh, a game called Tribe Vibe, which is coming out in a few months. Um, and then uh, we are working on some other games. Uh, like I said, the children's book, uh, we, we have got a couple of books that we're working on and uh, a few other things that I'm not as sure that I'm allowed to talk about yet. Um, but, but, I, but also like just, just um, I think that I started painting these pictures that represent black joy. And the more that I moved, I, I started to try to figure out like how do they expand past just these paintings um and now they're going into games and books and um and all sorts of things in the world yeah and for the books you you write and illustrate yeah i write illustrate and i and um yeah write and illustrate write and illustrate and so far i've actually all my books are sort of about food um food justice um, I, this last book called The Thing About Bees is about bees. And when I go around, I kind of travel around and, and I teach people about uh, bees, but I also talk about uh, uh, environmental inclusion. 
right? So when, um, you know, usually when you think of an environmentalist, you think of a, like a, like a, a, a weird white dude with a long beard in the middle of like Alaska, right? But actually, you know, all kinds of people are involved in environmentalist issues and have been for a long time, uh, but, but aren't often thought of that because their pictures and images aren't portrayed. Uh, and so this book, when I go around and I talk about this book, I, I invite all the young people to, that are listening to, to learn what they can do, what actions they can take to love and care for the environment. Um, and also just commit to being an environmentalist themselves. I should mention, I should mention, um, you know, part of the things that Larkin Art and Company does is really sort of addressing that lack, the underseen picture of people of color and really specifically black people. I mean, uh, and, and I mean, we are talking about all color, people of color, but starting with <laughs> uh, my color first, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, like it's just important to us. You know, my son was here with us. Uh, he just went upstairs, but you know, uh, you know, kids don't see themselves, um, and uh, and I don't see myself. So there's no reason why Disney um, doesn't have a hundred films with black characters. It's a bizarre experience to turn on Disney Plus and see all of the movies are of white characters. It's, it's, a bizarre, it's, it's a bizarre world to live in where no one looks like you and, and you know, everybody's eating popcorn and you know, the kids wonder, why doesn't anyone look like me? What's the, what's the matter with me? By the way, these are real questions that kids Yeah, have. no, 100%, you know, I've never had to experience that personally, but you know, with everything that's going on now in the world, hopefully this is the time where, you know, brands and corporations don't only talk the talk, but actually back it up with action. And they start, you know, it's unfortunate, of course, it took you know this much time and this, you know, extreme to get to this point, but hopefully, you know, these brands start telling those stories and, and doing that kind of work because it is really important to show that. And, you know, for your son and for the next generation and for you and for everyone to see themselves represented is, you know, really important. And I hope brands, you know, stick to what they're preaching now and, and really follow through on that. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's absolutely no reason that Disney Plus doesn't come up or Netflix doesn't come up with a long series of content for specifically children, you know, and that, that's a passion of mine because I've got children. And in fact, hey, let's come up. Hey, Netflix, Disney, are you listening? Hey, let's come out. Let's come out with a whole series. Let's come out with a whole series about, not the thing about bees, the thing about life, you know? Yeah. Do a whole series like that. Tell your friends. Tell your friends at Netflix and Hulu. All of them. Uh, yeah, I agree. So now we know you're the guy to uh, come find you and start start telling those stories. That leads perfectly into my last question: Is is there some dream agency, dream client, dream you know story you want to tell? And maybe it is you know partnering with one of these streaming companies and creating a series based on you know. Yes, you know, that's it. That's it. I, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. Which one wants to do it? Let's turn, not, let's do a whole series instead of just a thing about these, you know, in the back it says love will conquer fear. Um, and like, yes, yeah, that's it. That's my shout out to, to, to um, shout out to, to any company that wants to work with me. It'd be a dope exploration show with 
children's show for kids, but we'll have some black kids and we'll go experience creativity and life. Like Bill Nye, the science guy, but like creative and curious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm pitching that on your show, Matthew. That's it's going down right here, Matthew. Let's do it. Do I get some credit when it happens? Because yeah, I, of course, you're gonna be in it. You're gonna be in it. You're gonna be. I'm gonna show up our first episodes. We're like, we're here. We're here with Matthew Lowe. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I love that. I mean, that's that's it for me. I don't know if there's a, if there's anything I didn't touch on that you wanna that you wanna you know quickly say before we wrap. No, I, you know, the only thing that I would say is uh, I know that, like, this is mostly an advertising sort of deal. And I think that, um, you know, this is a very important time for brands. And there are brand leaders out there wondering what to do. Like, how, how can I respond? Um, like, you know, how, how do I, how do I, how does my company respond to this? Um, but like I said before, you know, a brand only means something if it stands for people. And so let's talk about the people that you stand for and how you have a particular way to stand for them. So stop writing ads that start with, in these tough times, in this crazy world, just stop, stop, okay? Everybody stop that and, um, you know, find the authentic way that your brand can stand up. Um, and if you need some help, I can help you do that. <laughs> yeah, I think you, I mean, sounds like you're the guy. So hopefully someone, you know, bites at this and, and reaches out to you to do, do some great things. But that's a wrap for the 25th episode of Bouncing Back. Number 25! Right, 25, that's pretty good. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves, you know, to other recruiters looking for talent, have them shoot me an email. Or now you can check out the avail list, you know, for a large list of people who are ready to get back out there. Check out their spotlighted talent. We'll see Shabazz. And that's it from us. Thanks a lot. Peace.